0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howell. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. The title of my message this morning is, Is Jesus for Sale? Is... Is Jesus for sale? Mm. Would you close your eyes for just a moment? And could you be still for just a second? And would you indulge me for a brief second or two while you are in a still place And consider, if Jesus is for sale, what would be your price? How much would the world have to offer you? for you to give up all the Jesus that you know? What would have to happen in the world for you to release all of the God that you say that you have on the inside? Just for a moment. Nobody's looking around, but I pose this question to everybody who is listening in this room and around the world. What would Satan have to offer you? What price would the devil have to offer you? Ooh, God. That you would release Jesus out of your life. What sale price? What bargain? Yeah, some of you like bargains. Some of you like to go shopping when things are half off. So I'm going to put Jesus on sale. I'm reducing the price today. I'm reducing the price as low as I have to go to that price that you're willing to let him go for that price. For some of you, maybe I would have to offer you a man, an ungodly man, just a man. For some of you, the price for you to sell him, I would have to offer you fame. Or fortune, if I would just offer you enough cash money right now, you would turn him loose. Ah. For some of you, if I just if I just made, if I offered to make you popular, you would let him go for popularity. Maybe for some of you to let him go, all I would have to do is offer you a bigger house or a bigger car. I don't know. I don't know what your price is. I don't don't know what the price has to be that would continually rob you from ever becoming truly spiritual. But I want to say this at the beginning. If Jesus can be sold on your behalf, Satan will find your price. Don't get upset with me, but there are some people who would be more spiritual today if they had not married who they married. You were spiritual until you got the wrong hookup. Ain't nobody saying nothing. You you were spiritual until you got a certain amount of money. They couldn't keep you out of church. Always at the prayer meeting, but but life got easier, got better. You, you, You got more stuff. And now Jesus is invited as long as it doesn't interfere. As long as it doesn't inconvenience you or your family. Oh, God. So today, we're going to look at the Word of God, a familiar passage of Scripture. But I want you to consider some things about this. And this is amazing. Please look at me. This is going to be amazing because the person that I am going to present to you today who sold Jesus, wasn't just any person. He was a disciple. I'm going to show you in the word of God that you can witness Jesus working miracles and still sell him. As a matter of fact, you can witness a miracle in your own life from Jesus and come to a place, if the price is right, to let it go. Can somebody say amen? Let's go ahead with my five nuggets, and uh, I know you all were waiting for that. And uh, we're going to get busy. Ready? Read. Read it again. Read it again. Okay, now you've put it to memory. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is for sale today. What is your price? I'm gonna say it one more time. If Jesus can be sold in your life, Satan eventually might take him a while, but eventually the devil will find your price. If he can be sold, eventually the world system will offer you something that will be so tempting that it will be you either have this or Jesus. And the reason that I know that it will come is because the temptation came to Jesus himself. He was born to do the will of the Father. But the Bible says he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be, to see, to discover if there was a price that Jesus was willing to sell you and I for. And Lucifer said to Satan, the same thing he says to you. He said, listen, if you will bow down and worship me, all of the kingdoms of this world, I'll give to you. And Jesus did not call Lucifer a liar which just simply means that he had the world system to offer. Where did he get it? He got it from Adam. Adam lost that authority. Adam lost that place because Satan found his price. And the devil found Adam's price Through his wife. If you're not a real man of God, your wife can talk you, brother, out of the will of God for your life. I didn't say your wife doesn't hear from God, but it's a dangerous thing that the only person in the house is hearing from God is your wife. Because your wife should not be telling you what God said. She should be confirming what God has already told you. Preach, boy, preach. And the reason it has to be that order is because, brother, God did not bring Eve to take care of you. He brought Eve to you for you to take care of her. That's why when Eve bit of the apple, nothing happened. Because as long as Adam hadn't eaten, amen, we still had a redeemer. Oh Jesus. And when Adam ate of the tree, God didn't come to Eve. Mm. All these women-led homes. And don't get upset with me, sister. If you're upset with me, that's just a sign to me that you don't really know what it's like to have a real man of God being the head of your house. Because when you have a real man of God leading your house, you don't have a problem submitting. Because a real man of God's got you covered. If you never work, just take care of the house. As a matter of fact, your most important job is taking care of your husband. Glory be to you. Let me get on going, I'm getting you're pulling me now. Well, y'all pulling this week. Glory to God. Go to the first synoptic gospel, chapter 26. Well, somebody told y'all something. Y'all heard of who? So, Somebody came out here and somebody said something. Glory to Jesus. Yeah, glory. Harvest Church back. Hallelujah. Yeah, it took us a service or two. They shake off the rusty dusty, but praise it. Hey, glory to God. I said harvest church is back. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says shake it off. Shake off that rusty dust. Shake off that dusty. Shake off the world. Shake off that mirth. Shake off that stuff. Shake off that sickness. Shake off that disease. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now, please. Please, please have a seat. Come on, come on. Let me live up to my reputation. I'm the nugget man. I'm the nugget man. Get my nuggets up. Let me live up to my reputation. You, you get. Come on, video department. Is, is, it, is it up there? Do they have it up there? Oh, no. Uh, put up nugget number one. Amen. Uh they're technically sound. They were just back there shouting too. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, ready read. Jesus for sale. 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 Nugget number two. Will you? Will you? you? Don't be too quick. Will you you sell him? Because hold on now. Don't be too quick. Because sometimes you can sell him and don't know it. Ooh, Jesus. Here's a good way for a Christian, a Christian to know that they're getting close to putting him on the block. It's when a Christian stops telling other people about Jesus. That's that's a sign you're headed the wrong direction. When you stop being a soul winner, that's that's a sign he's almost sold. When when you lose your prayer life, when when you don't even value prayer, that's a sign that he's close to the price. When, 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 When you're ashamed to let people know That you're a born-again child of God. Ain't nobody ashamed but Christians. The Buddhists want you to know, the Hindu want you to know, and the Muslims certainly want you to know. As a matter of fact, they want you to know so much, even the way they dress will tell you that they're who they are. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, God. You've been saved for. For the last six, seven, eight, nine months, I know we've been shut in, but let's just go another little deeper. I mean, the last couple of years and nobody's coming to the kingdom as a result of you witnessing to somebody. And no, 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 no. And that doesn't send off an alarm in your soul. That if I love Jesus, like I say, I love him. How come people aren't coming into the kingdom because of me? Ooh, get quiet now. So, so I I don't want to lose you. So, I'm going to talk about somebody in the Bible. Give me nugget number three. Nugget number three. Remember I said, I'm not going to talk about just anybody. I said, I'm I'm going to use an example of somebody who sold him, and I'm going to use somebody in the Bible, and not only is he just somebody in the Bible, he was a disciple. And if one of the 12 disciples could sell him, then I need to put myself on caution. If a man could sell him who ate with him, If a man could sell him who walked with him, uh, how much more is the possibilities for me to sell him when I'm just believing by faith? And Judas was an eyewitness. Yet Satan found his price. Nugget number four. Is that where we were? Yeah. We're at nugget number what? <inaudible> Judas lost three things. Y'all told me to stay up here? Pardon me? Don't do what? Okay. Amen. All these people trying to get in my message. We all know that Judas sold Jesus. We we all know that, yes? But there's been very little or no teaching at all on what he lost. Because he sold him, but he lost something in the sale. Jesus. And you may sell him, but you're going to lose something in the sale. That's going to affect you eternally. Oh, Jesus. What nugget are we at now? Nugget number four. Come on. Go ahead, church. Go ahead, eat, church If you do not stand for Jesus you are ashamed of him <laughs> and i'm telling you today in the year 2021 they will put pressure on you on your job to not say anything about this man named jesus you can have all kind of clubs And it won't even be an issue. But if you try to establish a club where in the club meeting you're going to talk about Jesus, whole, 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 another, whole, another set of, of issues. And then nugget number five. Nugget number four was if you do not stand for Him you are ashamed of him in nugget number five, then that means you sell him. And why are you saying, here's the real shh? If I sold him and I know it, then I have the opportunity or the potential to repent and get right. But if I sold him and I don't know it, I'm just going to church, going through religious rituals. But my heart is far from the man. Now I'm in deception. And it's hard to receive something that you don't believe you need. Matthew chapter 26, with the few moments that I have left. Look at verse 47. As I said before, all people know that Judas betrayed Jesus. It's a popular message. Judas the betrayer, but very little has ever been mentioned on what he lost. And if that's what he lost, if you're not careful, you can lose it too. You're in verse 47. And while he was still speaking, verse 47 of Matthew 26, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Verse 48. Now his, what? His his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss. Mm. So, so, So the betrayer is going to put some slobber on his jaw. Can I I inject something here? Be careful who you allow to kiss you. As a matter of fact, we're probably in a time now where it's just safe not to kiss anybody but your spouse. Two wives said amen, nobody else said anything. We're probably in a time uh, uh, because all kisses aren't holy. I mean, let me stop meddling. And, and, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, uh, one of the 12 with a great multitude. Look at that with a great, mu- not a small group, not, not just a couple of people, but with a great multitude. Not only was it a great multitude, but they came with swords. They came to do damage. Are you all listening? And hear this. They came for one man. A great multitude with swords. And clubs. They came with things to do bodily harm. But they came to one man. Why do you need a multitude of people to arrest one man? Oh, Jesus. And why does Judas need to kiss him so that he can be identified to the soldiers? They knew who he was. That's like somebody, a member of Harvest Church, uh, uh, standing up and telling all the other members of Harvest Church, listen, the man I kiss is Pastor Howe. Like they don't know who I am. Oh, gee, let's go on here. Now, his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately, he went up to Jesus and said, Now, I, I know my time is limited, but I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to visualize in my own mind what kind of mindset does this man have walking up to Jesus and had predetermined that he's going to kiss him and know that it is a kiss of betrayal. And what kind of mindset he has to be in to first to think it, to plan it, and execute it. how do you kiss somebody you're getting ready to betray? How do you kiss somebody as an expression of affection and in your heart you can't stand it? And how does Jesus let him do it? So I don't want you touching me and you ain't right. And Jesus knew he wasn't right. You're going to see something now. So Judas kissed Jesus and betrayed him. This, this, this blows me away. Look, look, look at the next verse. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi. <laughs> uh, uh, notice, that he, for, for your understanding, he, he comes up to Jesus and he doesn't call him pastor now. He, he's Steve. You, you know Steve. You see, you have to reduce the name because you're getting ready to engage in a reduced act. So to try to justify your conscience, you have to try to put that person in a place that would justify what you're about to do. So he doesn't call him Lord now. Come on, there's a bunch of rabbis. It was a bunch of rabbis. He didn't say Lord Jesus. He didn't acknowledge his deity. He just acknowledged that he was a teacher in the temple. Oh, Jesus. Is this helping anybody? Greetings, Rabbi, and kiss them. This is is what God means. But Jesus said to him, but Jesus said to him, what? Oh, can I get ahead of myself a little bit? The reason Jesus called him friend he was still giving him an opportunity to repent. I know what you did. I know that slob you put on my cheek. I know what it means. But I still call you friends. Because, listen, come on, you got to get this. Jesus was saying, even though you had planned to do what you had planned to do, I want you to know there's still time. Because I did not call you enemy. I called you friend. You're not right, Judas, but I still love you. And I, oh God, Judas, you're not right. But what you don't know, I'm on my way to the cross to pay a price for you, Judas. God of mercy. While Judas was kissing him, Jesus was on his way to pay a price for Judas' eternal soul. And look what Jesus has done for you and I. Look at the price that he has paid. And while Jesus wasn't even on our minds, he died for us. You can sit here and try to act like you're a big to do do. But the only reason you're here is because of the grace and the mercies of God. It's not your education. It's not your money. It's not who you know. You're only here today because of the goodness of Almighty God. Uh, So Judas and all the enemies of Jesus who had witnessed the supernatural power of God, Minister Clayton. That's why when Judas came to betray Jesus, the Bible says they brought a great crowd of people with them. The reason they brought all of these people who had knives and swords and clubs is because they knew of his power. And, 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 oh God. And uh, some theologians would say Judas had to betray him. No, it didn't have to be Judas. Jeremiah makes that emphatically clear. But, but they brought a great crowd with them, And then when they apprehended him, uh, you know, Peter, uh, spontaneous Peter, emotional Peter. Um... Uh, Uh, he took uh, somebody's sword, didn't he? And and what did he do? Uh Come on, talk to me. He did what? He he did what? Listen to me, people of God. The only reason Peter cut off his ear is because Peter was a fisherman. Ooh, gee, look at you. The only reason Peter cut off the soldier's ear was because he was what? He was a fisherman. He was not skilled with a sword. Peter was trying to cut the man's head off. But because he wasn't skilled, he did hit an ear. But I want you to know, just like Jesus reached down and picked the man's ear up off the ground and put it on the side of his head and it stuck. If Peter would have cut his head off, Jesus could have picked the man's head up and set it on his body. Are you all listening to me? Also, What Peter did was really out of an act of pride. We'll have time to do that. Our time is gone. But you remember earlier when when Peter uh, made a statement to Jesus, he said, I'll never deny you. Uh, uh, I'm willing to die for you. So in reality, Peter was really showing off in front of the other disciples. I told y'all. That if they try to do something with Jesus, I'll I'll come to his rescue. And Jesus don't need you to rescue him. We need him to rescue us. Do you all see that? And so, so you'll understand what I've tried to say today. The Bible says that Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. In that day, that would have been about 19 dollars. $19.20. $19.20. $19.20. $19.20. That would have been 113 days of work at 17 cents per day in the times of Jesus. Don't be so quick to throw stones at Judas. And don't get stuck on $19.20 because some people have sold him for less. Oh, God. As you can very well see that I can't get to the end. But we are at the end. Wow. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.